नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीरिए श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन सो फ्रॉम टुडे वी स्टार्ट द चैप्टर थर्टीन धृतराष्ट्र क्विट्स होम टेक्स्ट वन सूत उवाच विदुरस्थितयात्रा मैत्रेयादोत्मनोगति ज्ञावा गातस्ती नपुर तयावाप्त विवत्सित श्री सूत गोस्वामी सेट वाइल ट्रैवलिंग ऑन पिलग्रिमेज विदुरा रिसीव्ड नॉलेज ऑफ द डेस्टिनेशन ऑफ सेल्फ फ्रॉम द ग्रेट सेज मैत्रेया and then returned to hastinapura he became as well versed in the subject as he desired so here we start from vidura's return to hastinapura so during the battle of kurukshetra vidura was not around vidura had gone on a pilgrimage because of frustration he left his paternal house so we will be seeing all that in this chapter and he had gone visiting several places several teerth places haridwar rishikesh kashi and things places like that in fact there is a mention about the places where he visited which also included puri so now vidura is returning back to hastinapura now who was this person vidura for people who don't know vidura was one of the prominent figures in the history of mahabharata he was conceived by vyasa deva in the womb of the maid servant of ambika ambika was the mother of maharaja pandu so he is the incarnation of yamaraja vidura was incarnation of yamaraja and being cursed by manduka muni he was to become a shudra so why was yamaraja born and yamaraja was born to a maid servant because of the curse of manduka muni now why should manduka muni curse yamaraja the story is narrated as follows once upon a time the state police caught some thieves who had concealed themselves in the hermitage of manduka muni the police constables as usual arrested all the thieves and manduka muni along with them the magistrate specifically punished the muni to death by piercing with a lance so muni had to die when he was just to be pierced the news reached the king he at once stopped the act of consideration of his being a great muni and the king personally begged the muni's pardon for the mistake of his men sorry that is he was not killed he was about to be killed so when uh, the king got to know that it was a muni the king begged the muni's pardon for the mistake of his men and the saint at once went to yamaraja who prescribes the destiny of the living things yamaraja being questioned by muni replied that muni in his childhood pierced an ant with a sharpened straw and for that reason he was put into difficulty so muni actually was pierced but he did not get killed the muni thought it unwise on the part of yamaraja that he was punished for his childish innocence and thus muni cursed yamaraja to become a shudra this shudra incarnation of yamaraja was known as vidura the shudra brother of dhritarashtra and maharaja pandu 
but this shudra's son of kuru dynasty was equally treated by bhishma deva along with his other nephews and in due course vidura was married with a girl who was also born in the womb of a shudrani by a brahmana so although vidura did not inherit the property of his father that is brother of bhishma deva still he was given sufficient state property by dhritarashtra the elder brother of vidura vidura was very much attached to his elder brother and all along he tried to guide him on the right path during the fratricidal war of kurukshetra vidura repeatedly implored his elder brother to do justice to the sons of pandu but duryodhana did not like such interference by his uncle and thus he practically insulted vidura this resulted in vidura's leaving home for pilgrimage and taking instructions from maitreya text 2 ஜாத்தைக்கிருஷ்ணன் Now Vidura retired from putting questions before Maitreya Muni when he was convinced by Maitreya Rishi that the summum bonum of life is to finally be situated in the transcendental loving service to Lord Krishna who is Govinda or one who satisfies his devotees in all respects so that is the aim of the whole life to enter into the service of govinda and this is what adi shankara says when he says bhaja govindam bhaja govindam bhaja govindam moodamate the conditioned soul the living being in material existence seeks happiness by employing his senses in the modes of materialism that cannot give him satisfaction he then searches after the supreme truth by the empiric philosophic speculative method and intellectual feats but if he does not find the ultimate goal he again goes down to material activities and engages himself in various philanthropic and altruistic works which all fail to give him satisfaction so neither furative activities or nor dry philosophical speculation can give one satisfaction because by nature a living being is the eternal survivor of the supreme lord krishna and all the vedic literatures give him direction towards that ultimate end bhagavad gita also confirms the statement So like Vidura an inquisitive conditioned soul must approach a bona fide spiritual master like Maitreya and by intelligent inquiries must try to follow everything about karma that is furative activities jnana the philosophical research of the supreme truth and yoga the linking process of spiritual realization Vidura was successful in approaching such a spiritual master like Maitreya and he got the ultimate goal of life bhakti into govinda thus there was nothing to be known further into the spiritual progress text 3 tam bandhu magatam drishtvam dharma putrah sahanujah dhritarashtro yuyutsushcha sutah sharatvatah pritha गांधारी द्रौपदी बृहान सुभद्रा चोतरा कृपी अन्याश्च जामय पांडो ज्ञात ससुता स्त्रि वेन्दे सॉ विदुरा रिटर्न टू द पैलेस 
all the inhabitants maharaja yudhishthira his younger brothers dhritarashtra satyaki sanjaya kripacharya kunti gandhari draupadi shubhadra uttara kripi many other wives of the kauravas and other ladies with children all hurried to him in great delight it so appeared that they had regained their consciousness after a long period now we may have to uh, read a little bit about each of these characters just like a recap so first character that i am going to be talking about is gandhari so gandhari for people who do not know the was an ideal chaste lady in the history of the world she was a daughter of maharaja subhala that is who was a king of gandhara this gandhara is now kandahar in kabul in afghanistan so in her maiden state she worshiped lord shiva Lord Shiva is generally worshipped by Hindu maidens to get a good husband. Gandhari Gandhari satisfied Lord Shiva and by his benediction to obtain 100 sons. She was betrothed to Dhritarashtra despite his being blind forever. When Gandhari came to know that her would be husband was a blind man to follow her life companion she decided to become voluntarily blind. So she wrapped her eyes with many silk linens and she was married to Dhritarashtra under the guidance of her elder brother Shakuni. She was a most beautiful girl of her time and she was equally qualified by her womanly qualities which endeared every member of the Kaurava court. But despite all her good qualities she had the natural frailties of a woman and she was envious of Kunti when the latter gave birth to a male child. Both the queens were pregnant. but kunti first gave birth to a male child thus gandhari became angry and gave a blow to her own abdomen as a result she gave birth to a lump of flesh only but since she was a devotee of vyasadeva by the instruction of vyasadeva the lump was divided into 100 parts and each part gradually developed to become a male child thus her ambition to become the mother of 100 sons was fulfilled and she began to nourish all the children along according to her exalted position when the intrigue of the battle of kurukshetra was going on she was not in favor of fighting with pandavas rather she blamed dhritarashtra her husband for such a fratricidal war she decided that state be divided into two parts for the sons of pandu and her own she was very affected when all her sons died in the battle of kurukshetra and she wanted to curse bhimasena and yudhishthira but she was checked by vyasadeva her mourning over the death of duryodhana and dushasana before lord krishna was very pitiful and lord krishna pacified her by transcendental messages she was equally aggrieved on the death of karna and she described to lord krishna the lamentation of karna's wife she was pacified by shila vyasadeva when he showed her dead sons then promoted to the heavenly kingdoms she died along with her husband in the jungles of himalayas near the mouth of ganges and she burned in the forest fire maharaja yudhishthira performed the death ceremony of his uncle and aunt so next character that we are going to be seeing is pritha daughter of maharaja shurasena and sister of vasudeva lord krishna's father later she was adopted by maharaja kunti bhoja and hence she was known as kunti so kunti's original name was pritha she is the incarnation of the success potency of the personality of godhead the heavenly denizens from the upper planets used to visit the place of king kunti bhoja and kunti was engaged for their reception 
she also served the great mystic sage durvasa and being satisfied by her faithful service durvasa muni gave her a mantra by which she it was possible for her to call for any demigod she pleased as a matter of inquisitiveness she at once called for the sun god who decided to complement with her but she declined but the sun god assured her immunity from virgin adulteration and so she agreed and as a result of this couplement she became pregnant and karna was born by her by the grace of sun she again turned into a virgin girl but being afraid of her parents she quitted the newly born child karna after that when she actually selected her own husband she preferred pandu to be her husband maharaja pandu later wanted to retire from family life and adopt the renounced order of life kunti refused to allow her husband to adopt such life but at last maharaja pandu gave her permission to become a mother of sons by calling some other suitable personalities kunti did not accept this proposal at first but when vivid examples were set by pandu she agreed thus by the dint of the mantra awarded by durvasa muni she called for dharmaraja and thus yudhishthira was born she called for the demigod vayu and thus bhima was born she called for indra the king of heaven and thus arjuna was born the other two sons namely nakula and sahadeva were begotten by pandu himself in the womb of madri later on maharaja pandu died at an early age for which kunti was so aggrieved that she fainted two co-wives namely kunti and madri decided that kunti should live for the maintenance of the five minor children the pandavas and the madri would accept the sati rituals by meeting voluntary death along with her husband this agreement was endorsed by great sages like satashringa and others present on the occasion later on when the pandavas were banished from the kingdom by the intrigues of duryodhana kunti followed her sons and she actually faced all sorts of difficulties during those days during the forest life one demon girl hidimba wanted bhima as her husband Bhima refused but when the girl approached Kunti and Yudhishthira they ordered Bhima to accept her proposal and give her a son as a result of this combination Ghatotkacha was born and he fought very valiantly with his father against the Kauravas in their forest life they lived with a brahmana family and there was in trouble there was a trouble because of one bakasura demon and Kunti ordered Bhima to kill bakasura to protect the brahmana family against the troubles created by the demon She advised Yudhishthira to start for the Panchala Desa. Draupadi was gained in this Panchala Desa by Arjuna, but by order of Kunti all five of the Pandava brothers became equally the husbands of Panchali or Draupadi. She was married with five Pandavas in the presence of Vyasadeva. Kunti never forgot her first child Karna and after Karna's death in the battle of Kurukshetra she lamented and admitted before her other sons that Karna was her eldest son prior to her marriage with Maharaja Pandu her prayers for the lord after the battle of Kurukshetra when lord Krishna was going back home are excellently explained this is something which we have seen earlier later she went to the forest with Gandhari for severe penance she used to take meals after each 30 days she finally sat down in profound meditation and later burned to ashes in a forest fire the next character is a central character of mahabharata draupadi the most chaste daughter of maharaja drupada and partly an incarnation of goddess sati 
Sachi, the wife of Indra. Maharaja Drupada performed a great sacrifice under the superintendence of Sage Yaja. By his first offering, Drishtadyumna was born and by the second offering, Draupadi was born. She is therefore the sister of Drishtadyumna and she is also named Panchali. The five Pandavas married her as a common wife and each of them begot a son in her. Maharaja Yudhishthira begot a son named Prathibhit. Bhima Sena begot a son named Suta Soma. Arjuna begot Shutakirti. Nakula begot Satanika. And Sahadeva begot Shutakarma. She is described as a most beautiful lady equal to her mother-in-law Kunti. During her birth, there was an arrow message that she should be called Krishna. The same message also declared that she was born to kill a many Akshatriya. By dint of her blessings from Shankara, she was awarded five husbands equally qualified. When she preferred to select her own husband, princes and kings were invited from all the countries of the world. She was married with Pandavas during their exile in the forest, but they went back home. Maharaja Drupada gave them immense wealth as dowry. She was well received by all the daughter-in-laws of Dhritarashtra. When she was lost in a gambling game, she was forcibly dragged into the assembly hall and an attempt was made by Dushasana to see her naked beauty, even though there were elderly persons like Bhishma and Drona present. She was a great devotee of Lord Krishna and by her praying, Lord Krishna himself became an unlimited garment to save her from the insult. A demon of the name Jatasura kidnapped her, but her second husband Bhimasena killed the demon and saved her. She saved the Pandavas from the curse of Maharishi Durvasa by the grace of Lord Krishna. When Pandavas lived incognito in the palace of Virata, Kichaka was attracted by her exquisite beauty and by arrangement with Bhima, the devil was killed and she was saved. She was very much aggrieved when her five sons were killed by Ashwatthama. At this last stage, she accompanied her husband Yudhishthira and others fell on the way. The cause of her falling was explained by Yudhishthira, but when Yudhishthira entered the heavenly planet, he saw Draupadi gloriously present there as a goddess of fortune in the heavenly planet. Now next character is Shubhadra. Shubhadra was daughter of Vasudeva, Vasudeva and sister of Lord Shri Krishna. She was not only a very dear daughter of Vasudeva but a very dear sister to both Krishna and Baladeva. The two brothers and sister are represented in the famous Jagannatha temple of Puri and the temple is still visited by thousands of pilgrims daily. This temple is in remembrance of the Lord's visit at Kurukshetra during an occasion of solar eclipse and his subsequent meeting with the residents of Vrindavan. The meeting of Radha and Krishna during this occasion is a very pathetic story and Lord Sri Chaitanya in the ecstasy of Radha Rani always pined for Lord Sri Krishna at Jagannathpuri. While Arjuna was at Dwaraka, he wanted to have Subhadra as his queen and he expressed his desire to Lord, Lord Krishna. Shri Krishna, Shri Krishna knew that his elder brother Lord Baladeva was arranging her marriage elsewhere. Since he did not dare to go against the arrangement of Baladeva, he advised Arjuna to kidnap Shubhadra. And so when all of them were on a pleasure trip to the Raivata hill, Arjuna managed to kidnap Shubhadra according to the plan of Shri Krishna. Shri Baladeva was very angry at Arjuna and he wanted to kill him. But Lord Krishna implored his brother to excuse Arjuna. 
Then Shubhadra was duly married with Arjuna and Abhimanyu was born of Shubhadra. At the premature death of Abhimanyu, Shubhadra was very mortified, but on the birth of Parikshit, she was happy and solaced. Text 5 Pratyuk Janmuhu Praharshena Pranam Tanva Ivagatam Apisangham Mavidhivat Parishwangha Bivadanaihi With great delight, they all approached him. They means all these characters whom I mentioned in the previous shloka. Everybody approached Vidura as if life had returned to their bodies. They exchanged obeisances and welcomed each other with embraces. In the absence of consciousness, the limbs of the body remains inactive. For example, when we are asleep, the limbs of the body remain inactive. But when consciousness returns, the limbs and senses become active and existence become, itself becomes delightful. Vidura was so dear to the members of the Kaurava family that his long absence from the palace was comparable to inactivity. All of them were feeling acute separation from Vidura and therefore his return to the palace was joyful for all. Text 6 Mumuchuhu Prema Bhashpaugham Due to anxieties and long separation, they all cried out of affection. King Yudhishthira then arranged to offer sitting accommodations and a reception. Text 7 Tam bhukta vantam vishrantam masinam sukhamasane after Vidura ate sumptuously and took sufficient rest, he was comfortably seated. Then the king began to speak to him, and all who were present there listened. King Yudhishthira was expert in reception also, even in the case of his family members. Vidura was very well received by all the family members by exchange of embraces and obeisances. After that, bathing and arrangements for a sumptuous dinner were made and then he was given sufficient rest. After finishing his rest, he was offered a comfortable place to sit and then the king began to talk about all the happenings, both family and otherwise. That is the proper way to receive a beloved friend or even an enemy. According to Indian moral codes, even an enemy received at home should be so well received that he will not feel any fearful situation. An enemy is always afraid of his enemy, but this should not be so when he is received at home by his enemy. This means that a person, when received at home, should be treated as a relative. So what to speak of a family member like Vidura, who was a well-wisher of all the members of the family? Thus Yudhishthira Maharaja began to speak in the presence of all the other members. Text 8 Yudhishthara Vacha Apismarat No Yushmat Pakshachaya Samedhitan Vipad Ganat Vishagyade Murchita Yat Samatrikaha Maharaja Yudhishthira said, My uncle, do you remember how you always protected us along with our mother from all sorts of calamities? 
your partiality like the wings of a bird saved us from poisoning and arson so yudhishthira is recollecting what had happened in the past due to pandu's death at an early age his minor children and widow were the object of special care by all the elderly members of the family especially bhishma devan mahatma vidura vidura was more or less partial to pandavas due to their political position although dhritarashtra was equally careful for the minor children of maharaja pandu he was one of the intriguing parties who wanted to wash away the descendants of pandu and replace them by raising his own sons to become the rulers of kingdom mahatma vidura could follow this intrigue of dhritarashtra and company and therefore even though he was a faithful survivor of his eldest brother dhritarashtra he did not like his political ambition for the sake of his own sons he was therefore very careful about protection of the pandavas and their widow mother thus he was so to speak partial to the pandavas preferring them to the sons of dhritarashtra although both of them were equally affectionate in his ordinary eyes vidura was equally affectionate to both the camps of nevus in the sense he always chastised duryodhana for his intriguing policy against his cousins he always criticized his elder brother for his policy of encouragement to his sons and at the same time he was always alert in giving special protection to the pandavas all these different activities of vidura within the palace policy politics made him well known as partial to the pandavas maharaja yudhishthira has referred to the past history of vidura before his going away from home for a prolonged pilgrims journey maharaja yudhishthira reminded him that he was equally kind and partial to his grown up nephews even after the battle of kurukshetra a great family disaster before the battle of kurukshetra dhritarashtra's policy was peaceful annihilation of his nephews and therefore he ordered purochana to build a house at varanavrata and when the building was finished dhritarashtra decided that his brother's family lived there for some time when the pandavas were going there in the presence of all the members of the royal family vidura tactfully gave instructions to the pandavas about the future plan of dhritarashtra and this is specifically described in mahabharata adi parva he indirectly hinted a weapon made of steel or any other material element can be more sharp to kill an enemy and he who knows this is never killed Uh, sorry let me repeat it a weapon not made of steel or any other material element can be more than sharp to kill an enemy and he who knows this is never killed that is to say he hinted that the party of the pandavas was being sent to varanavata to be killed and thus he wanted yudhishthira to be very careful in their new residential place he also gave indications of fire and said that fire cannot extinguish the soul but can annihilate the material body but one who protects the soul can live kunti could not follow such indirect conversations between maharaja yudhishthira and vidura and thus when she inquired from her son about the purport of the conversation yudhishthira replied that from the talks of vidura it was understood that there was a hint of fire in the house they were proceeding Later on Vidura came in disguise to Pandavas and informed that that the housekeeper was going to set fire to the house on the 14th night of the waning moon.
it was an intrigue of dhritarashtra that uh, that pandavas might die all together with their mother and by his warning the pandavas escaped through a tunnel underneath the earth so that their escape was unknown to dhritarashtra so much so that after setting the fire kauravas were so certain of the death of pandavas that dhritarashtra performed the last rites of death with great cheerfulness and during the mourning period all the members of the palace became overwhelmed with lamentation but vidura did not become so because of his knowledge that pandavas were alive somewhere there are many such instances of calamities and each of them vidura gave protection to the pandavas on one hand and on the other he tried to restrain his brother dhritarashtra from such intriguing policies therefore he was always partial to the pandavas just as a bird protects its eggs by its wing भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चैप्टर थर्टीन टाइटल्ड धृतराष्ट्र क्विट्स होम so we have completed eight verses so far so now in text 9 kaya vrithyam vartitam vas charabdihi kshiti mandalam tithani kshetra mukhyani sevitani habhutale while traveling on the surface of the earth how did you maintain your livelihood at which holy places and pilgrimage sites did you render service so these are questions which are put forth by yudhishthira to vidura vidura went out from palace to detach himself from household affairs especially the political intrigues as referred to here in before he was practically insulted by duryodhana calling him a son of a shudrani although it was not out of place to talk loosely in case of one's grandmother Vidura's mother although Ashudrani was a grandmother of Duryodhana and funny talks are sometimes allowed between grandmother and grandchildren but because the remark was an actual fact it was unpalatable talk to Vidura and it was accepted as a direct insult he therefore decided to quit his paternal house and prepare for the renounced order of life the preparatory stage is called as the vanaprasthashrama or the retired life of traveling and visiting the holy places on the surface of the earth in the holy places of india like vrindavan haridwar jagannath puri and prayag there are many great devotees and there are still free kitchen houses for persons who decide to advance spiritually maharaja yudhishthira was inquisitive to learn whether vidura maintained himself by the mercy of the free kitchen houses which are called as chhatras text 10 bhavat vidha bhagavatas तीर्थूता स्वयं विभो तीर्थिकीर्था स्वातस्थेन गृता सो मै लॉर्ड डिवोटीज लाइक युअर गुड सेल्फ आर वेरीली होली प्लेसेस पर्सोनिफाइड बिकॉज यू कैरी द पर्सनैलिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड विद इन योर हार्ट यू टर्न ऑल प्लेसेस इन टू द प्लेसेस ऑफ पिलग्रिमेज अ प्योर डिवोटी लाइक विदुरा ऑलवेज फील्स द प्रसन्स ऑफ द लॉर्ड एवरी वेर 
He says everything in the potency of the Lord and the Lord in everything. The holy places all over the earth are meant for purifying the polluted consciousness of the human being by an atmosphere surcharged with the presence of the Lord's unalloyed devotees. If anyone visits a holy place, he must search out the pure devotees residing in such holy places, take lessons from them, try to apply such instructions in practical life and thus gradually prepare oneself for the ultimate salvation which is going back to Godhead. To go from some holy place of pilgrimage does not mean only to take a bath in the Ganges or Yamuna or to visit the temples situated in those places. One should also find representatives of Vidura who have no desire in life save and accept to serve the Personality of Godhead. Personality of Godhead is always with such pure devotees because of their unalloyed service which is without any tinge of curative action or utopian speculation. They are in the actual service of the Lord, specifically by the process of hearing and chanting. Text 11 Api naha sukhradastata bhandavaha krishna devataha drishtaha shutavayadavaha swapuryam sukhamasate My uncle, you must have visited Dwaraka. In that holy place are our friends and well-wishers, the descendants of Yadu, who are always wrapped in the service of Lord Shri Krishna. You might have seen them or heard, heard about them. Are they all living happily in their abodes? So this was asked by Yudhishthira to Vidura. The particular word here, Krishna Devataha, that is, those who are always wrapped in the service of the Lord is very significant. The Yadavas and the Pandavas, who were always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna and his different transcendental activities were all pure devotees of the Lord like Vidura. Vidura left home in order to devote himself completely to the service of the Lord. But the Pandavas and the Yadavas were always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna. Thus there is no difference in their pure devotional qualities, either remaining at home or leaving home. The real qualification of a pure devotee is to become wrapped in the thought of Krishna favorably, that is, knowing well that Lord Krishna is the absolute personality of Godhead. Kamsa, Jarasandha, Shishupala and other demons like them were always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna, no doubt, but they were absorbed in a different way, namely unfavorably or thinking of him to be a powerful man only. So therefore, Kamsa and Shishupala are not on the same level as pure devotees like Vidura, the Pandavas and the Yadavas. Maharaja Yudhishthira was also always wrapped in the thought of Lord Krishna and his associates at Dwaraka. Otherwise, he could not have asked all about them from Vidura. Maharaja Yudhishthira was therefore on the same level of devotion as Vidura, although engaged in the state affairs of the kingdom of the world. Text 12 Ityukto dharmarajena sarvam tat samavarnayat yatanu bhutam kramasho vinayad kulakshayam Thus being questioned by Maharaja Yudhishthira, Mahatma Vidura gradually described everything he had personally experienced except the news of the annihilation of the Yadu dynasty. Text 13 
नन्वप्रियम दुर्विषहम दृणाम स्वयमुपस्थित नावेदयत सकुणो दुखितान्द्रष्टुमक्षम अकॉर्डिंग टू नीतिशास्त्रा वन शुड नॉट स्पीक एन अनपैलेटेबल ट्रूथ टू कॉज डिस्ट्रेस टू अदर्स दिस इज वॉट इज मैंशंड इन दिस पर्टिक्युलर श्लोका दैट इज दी पर्पॉट ऑफ द श्लोका द ट्रांसलेशन इज दैट कंपैशनेट महात्मा विदुरा कुड नॉट स्टैंड टू सी द पांडवास डिस्ट्रेस्ट एट एनी टाइम देर फॉर ही डिड नॉट डिस्क्लोज दिस अनपैलेटेबल एंड अनबेरेबल इंसिडेंट बिकॉज कैलमिटीज कम ऑफ देयर ओन अकॉर्ड सो डिस्ट्रेस कम्स अपॉन अस इन इट्स ओन वे बाय द लॉस ऑफ नेचर so one should not aggravated by propaganda for a compassionate soul like vidura especially in his dealings with the beloved pandavas it was almost impossible to disclose an unpalatable piece of news like the annihilation of the yadu dynasty therefore he purposely refrained from it he did not inform about the annihilation of yadu dynasty to maharaja yudhishthira text 14 मेटालिटी now one might wonder why did vidura came come all the way to visit yudhishthira it was not to enjoy the comforts of the palace because vidura had a renounced order of life but the whole purpose of vidura's visit was to meet dhritarashtra and elevate his soul basically so saintly persons like vidura must be treated as well as a denizen from heaven in those days denizens of heavenly planets used to visit homes like that of maharaja yudhishthira and sometimes persons like arjuna and others also used to visit higher planets narada is a spaceman who can travel unrestrictedly not only within the material universes but also in the spiritual universe even narada used to visit the palace of maharaja yudhishthira so what to speak of the other celestial demigods so it is only the spiritual culture of the people concerned that makes interplanetary travel possible even in the present body maharaja yudhishthira therefore received vidura in the manner of reception offered to the demigods now mahatma vidura had already adopted the renounced order of life as i mentioned before and therefore he did not return to his paternal palace to enjoy some material comforts he accepted out of his own mercy what was offered to him by maharaja yudhishthira but the purpose of living in the palace was to deliver his elder brother dhritarashtra who was too much materially attached dhritarashtra lost all his state and descendants in the fight with maharaja yudhishthira and still due to his sense of helplessness he did not feel ashamed to accept the charity and hospitality of maharaja yudhishthira on the part of maharaja yudhishthira it was quite in order to maintain his uncle in a befitting manner but acceptance of such magnanimous hospitality by dhritarashtra was not at all desirable he accepted it because he thought there was no alternative so vidura particularly came to enlighten dhritarashtra to give him a lift to the higher status of spiritual recognition it is the duty of the enlightened souls to deliver the fallen ones and vidura had come for that reason 
but the talks of spiritual enlightenment are so refreshing that while instructing dhritarashtra vidura attracted the attention of all members of the family and all of them took pleasure in hearing him patiently and that is a way of spiritual realization the message should be heard attentively as if spoken by a realized soul it will act on the dormant heart of the conditioned soul and by continuously hearing one can attain the perfect stage of self realization text 11 apinaha sukhradastat bandavaha krishna devataha drishtaha shutava yadavah swapuryam sukhamasate my uncle you must have visited dwaraka in that holy place are our friends and well-wishers the descendants of yadu who are always wrapped in the service of lord shri krishna you might have seen them or heard heard about them are they all living happily in their abodes so this was asked by yudhishthira to vidura the particular word here krishna devataha that is those who are always wrapped in the service of the lord is very significant the yadavas and the pandavas who were always wrapped in the thought of lord krishna and his different transcendental activities were all pure devotees of the lord like vidura vidura left home in order to devote himself completely to the service of the lord but the pandavas and the yadavas were always wrapped in the thought of lord krishna thus there is no difference in their pure devotional qualities either remaining at home or leaving home the real qualification of a pure devotee is to become wrapped in the thought of krishna favorably that is knowing well that lord krishna is the absolute personality of godhead kamsa jarasandha shishupala and other demons like them were always wrapped in the thought of lord krishna no doubt but they were absorbed in a different way namely unfavorably or thinking of him to be a powerful man only so therefore kamsa and shishupala are not on the same level as pure devotees like vidura the pandavas and the yadavas maharaja yudhishthira was also always wrapped in the thought of lord krishna and his associates at dwaraka otherwise he could not have asked all about them from vidura maharaja yudhishthira was therefore on the same level of devotion as vidura although engaged in the state affairs of the kingdom of the world text 12 ityukto dharmarajena sarvam tat samavarnayat yatanubhutam kramasho vinayad kulakshayam thus being questioned by maharaja yudhishthira mahatma vidura gradually described everything he had personally experienced except the news of the annihilation of the yadu dynasty text 13 nanva priyam durvishaham drinam swayam upasthitam na vedayat sakaruno dukitan drashtu makshamah according to niti shastra one should not speak an unpalatable truth to cause distress to others this is what is mentioned in this particular shloka that is the purport of the shloka the translation is that compassionate mahatma vidura could not stand to see the pandavas distressed at any time therefore he did not disclose this unpalatable and unbearable incident because calamities come 
of their own accord so distress comes upon us in its own way by the laws of nature so one should not aggravate it by propaganda for a compassionate soul like vidura especially in his dealings with the beloved pandavas it was almost impossible to disclose an unpalatable piece of news like the annihilation of the yadu dynasty therefore he purposely refrained from it he did not inform about the annihilation of yadu dynasty to maharaja yudhishthira text 14 kanchit kalam mathavasi सत्कृतो देवत्सुखम भ्रातृं ज्येष्ठस्रेयस्कृत्सुखमावहन् दस महात्मा विदुरा बीइंग ट्रीटेड जस्ट लाइक अ गॉडली पर्सन बाय हिज किन्समेन रिमेंड देयर फॉर अ सर्टेन पीरियड जस्ट टू रेक्टिफाई द मेंटालिटी ऑफ हिज एल्डेस्ट ब्रदर इन दिस वे ब्रिंग हैप्पीनेस टू ऑल अदर्स नाउ वन माइट वंडर व्हाई डिड विदुरा केम कम ऑल द वे टू विजिट युधिष्ठिरा it was not to enjoy the comforts of the palace because vidura had a renounced order of life but the whole purpose of vidura's visit was to meet dhritarashtra and elevate his soul basically so saintly persons like vidura must be treated as well as a denizen from heaven in those days denizens of heavenly planets used to visit homes like that of maharaja yudhishthira and sometimes persons like arjuna and others also used to visit higher planets narada is a spaceman who can travel unrestrictedly not only within the material universes but also in the spiritual universe even narada used to visit the palace of maharaja yudhishthira so what to speak of the other celestial demigods so it is only the spiritual culture of the people concerned that makes interplanetary travel possible even in the present body Maharaja Yudhishthira therefore received Vidura in the manner of reception offered to the demigods. Now Mahatma Vidura had already adopted the renounced order of life as I mentioned before and therefore he did not return to his paternal palace to enjoy some material comforts. He accepted out of his own mercy what was offered to him by Maharaja Yudhishthira but the purpose of living in the palace was to deliver his elder brother Dhritarashtra who was too much materially attached. Dhritarashtra lost all his state and descendants in the fight with Maharaja Yudhishthira and still due to his sense of helplessness he did not feel ashamed to accept the charity and hospitality of Maharaja Yudhishthira on the part of Maharaja Yudhishthira it was quite in order to maintain his uncle in a befitting manner but acceptance of such magnanimous hospitality by Dhritarashtra was not at all desirable he accepted it because he thought there was no alternative So Vidura particularly came to enlighten Dhritarashtra to give him a lift to the higher status of spiritual recognition. It is the duty of the enlightened souls to deliver the fallen ones and Vidura had come for that reason. But the talks of spiritual enlightenment are so refreshing that while instructing Dhritarashtra Vidura attracted the attention of all members of the family and all of them took pleasure in hearing him patiently and that is a way of spiritual realization the message should be heard attentively as if spoken by a realized soul it will act on the dormant heart of the conditioned soul and by continuously hearing one can attain the perfect stage of self realization
भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायण नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सरस्वती व्यास तथो जय मुदीर श्रीमद्भागवत कैंटो वन चाप्टर थर्टीन टेक्स्ट सिक्सटीन युधिष्ठिरोलराजो दृष्ट्वां पौत्रम कुलंधरम भ्रातृर्बिर्लोकपालाभर्मुदे परया श्रिया हैविंग वन हिस् किंगडम एंड ऑब्सर्व द बर्थ ऑफ वन ग्रैंडसन कॉम्पिटेंट टू कंटिन्यू दी नोबल ट्रेडिशन ऑफ हिस् फैमिली महाराजा युधिष्ठरा रेन पीसफुली एंड एंजॉयड दी अनकॉमन ऑप्यूलेंस इन कोऑपरेशन विथ हिस यंगर ब्रदर्स हु वेर ऑल एक्सपर्ट एडमिनिस्ट्रेटर्स टू द कॉमन पीपल now both maharaja yudhishthira and arjuna were unhappy from the beginning of the battle of kurukshetra even though they were unwilling to kill their own men in the fight it had to be done as a matter of duty for it was planned by the supreme will of lord krishna after the battle maharaja yudhishthira was unhappy over such mass killings practically there was none to continue the kuru dynasty after them the pandavas the only remaining hope was the child in the womb of his daughter in law uttara and he was also attacked by ashwatthama but by the grace of the lord the child was saved so after the settlement of such disturbing conditions and reestablishment of the peaceful order of state and after seeing the child surviving the, that is the parikshit well satisfied maharaja yudhishthira felt some relief as a human being although he had very little attraction for material happiness which is always illusory and temporary text 17 evam griheshu shaktanam pramatthanam tadihaya atyakrama avigyatah kalah paramastustarah insurmountable eternal time imperceptibly overcomes those who are too much attached to family affairs and are always engrossed in their thought this particular shloka is very very relevant to every one of us here i am now happy i have everything in order my bank balance is quite enough i can now give my grandchildren enough estate i am now successful the poor beggar sanyasis depend on god but they come to beg from me therefore i am more than supreme lord now these are some of the thoughts which engross the insanely attached householder who is blind to the passing of eternal time our duration of life is measured and no one is able to enhance it even by a second against a scheduled time ordained by the supreme will so they say that when lord yama arrives he arrives on a buffalo so there is a possibility of a flight being delayed trains being derailed and delayed the the transport can get delayed but this buffalo always arrives on time so therefore the duration of our life is measured and we will not be able to enhance it even by a second against a scheduled time ordained by the supreme will 
such valuable time especially for the human being should be cautiously spent because even a second passed away imperceptibly cannot be replaced even in exchange for thousands of golden coins amassed by hard labor that is what they say the time and tide wait for none so every second of human life is meant for making an ultimate solution to the problems of life repetition of birth and death and revolving in the cycle of 84 lakhs different species of life the material body which is subject to birth and death diseases and old age is the cause of all sufferings of the living being otherwise a living being is eternal so he is never born nor he ever dies foolish persons forget this problem they do not at all know how to solve the problems of life but become engrossed in temporary family affairs not knowing that eternal time is passing by imperceptibly and that their measured duration of life is diminishing every second without any solution to the big problem namely the repetition of birth and death disease and old age and this is called as illusion so every second as the clock is ticking we are taking one step towards our death let us not forget this but the, such illusion cannot work on one who is awake in the devotional service of the lord so yudhishthira and his brothers the pandavas were all engaged in the service of lord shri krishna and they had very little attraction for the illusory happiness in this material world maharaja yudhishthira was fixed in the service of lord mukunda and therefore he had no attraction even for such comforts of life as are available in the kingdom of heaven because even the happiness obtained on the planet brahmaloka is also temporary and illusory because the living being is eternal he can be happy only in the eternal abode of kingdom of god that is paravyoma and from which no one returns to this comfort of life or any material happiness which does not warrant an eternal life but illusion for the eternal living being one who understands this factually is learned and such a learned person can sacrifice any amount of material happiness to achieve the desired goal known as brahma sukham or absolute happiness so because the living being is eternal he can be only happy in the eternal abode of the kingdom of god and from which no one returns to this region of repeated birth and death disease and old age so this is the gist of the shloka therefore the instruction described in this verse verses cannot be applied to maharaja yudhishthira and his brother and mother but it was meant for persons like dhritarashtra and also for persons like us who are so much involved in this materialistic life and family affairs and for whom vidura has come especially to impart the lessons so therefore the shlokas which are mentioned in this chapter is especially meant for people like us along with king dhritarashtra text 18 ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்ீங்
therefore spiritual instruction as given to old dhritarashtra was equally applicable to younger maharaja yudhishthira as a matter of fact everyone in the royal palace including the king and his brothers and mother were raptly attending the lectures but it was known to vidura that his instructions were especially meant for dhritarashtra who was too materialistic that is the instructions which are mentioned in this chapter as i mentioned before is meant for every single person who is so materialistically involved in this life the word rajan is especially addressed to dhritarashtra significantly dhritarashtra was the eldest son of his father so therefore according to the law he was to be installed on the throne of hastinapura but because he was blind from birth he was disqualified from his rightful claim but he could not forget this bereavement and his disappointment was somewhat compensated after the death of pandu his younger brother his younger brother left behind him some minor children and dhritarashtra became the natural guardian of them but at heart he wanted to become the factual king and hand the kingdom over to his own sons headed by duryodhana with all these imperial ambitions dhritarashtra wanted to become a king and he contrived all sorts of intrigues in consultation with his brother in law shakuni but everything failed by the will of god and at the last stage even after losing everything men and money he wanted to remain as king being the eldest uncle of maharaja yudhishthira maharaja yudhishthira as a matter of duty maintained dhritarashtra in royal honor and dhritarashtra was happily passing away his numbered days in the illusion of being a king or the royal uncle of king yudhishthira vidura as a saint and as the duty bound affectionate youngest brother of dhritarashtra wanted to awaken dhritarashtra from his slumber of disease and old age vidura therefore sarcastically addressed dhritarashtra as the king or rajan which he actually was not everyone is the servant of eternal time and therefore no one can be the king in this material world king means the person who can order the celebrated english king wanted to order time and tide but the time and tide refused to obey his order therefore one is a false king in the material world and dhritarashtra was particularly reminded of this false position and factual fearful happenings which had already approached him at that time vidura asked him to get out of the place immediately if he wanted to be saved from the fearful situation which was approaching him fast he did not ask maharaja yudhishthira in that way because he knew that a king like maharaja yudhishthira is aware of all fearful situations of this flimsy world and would take care of himself and in due course even though vidura might not be present at that time text 19 pratikriyanayasyeha kutaschikkarhi chitprabho sa esha bhagavan kalah sarvesham nah samagatah this frightful situation that he is talking about that is this frightful situation cannot be remedied by any person in this material world so what is he talking about here he is talking about kala or the death my lord it is the supreme personality of godhead as the eternal time kala that has approached us all so the frightful situation or fearful situation that each of each one of us has to be encountering will be the kala there is no superior power which can check the cruel hands of death no one wants to die however acute the source of bodily sufferings may be 
even in the days of so called scientific advancement of knowledge there is no remedial measure either for the old age or for death old age is the notice of arrival of death served by the cruel time and no one can refuse to accept either the summon calls or the supreme judgment of the eternal time this is explained before dhritarashtra because he might ask vidura to find out some remedial measure for the imminent fearful situation as he had ordered many times before before ordering however vidura informed dhritarashtra that there was no remedial measure by anyone or from any source in this material world and because there is no such thing in the material world death is identical with the supreme personality of godhead as it is said by lord himself in bhagavad gita death cannot be checked by anyone from any source within this material world hiranyakashipu wanted to be immortal and underwent a severe type of penance by which the whole universe trembled and brahma himself approached him to dissuade hiranyakashipu from such a severe type of penance hiranyakashipu asked brahma to award him the blessings of immortality but brahma said he himself was subjected to death even in the topmost planet so how could he award him the benediction of immortality so there is death even in the topmost planet of this universe and what to speak of other planets which are far far inferior in the quality to of brahma loka the residing planet of brahma wherever there is influence of eternal time there is a, this set of tribulations namely birth disease old age and death and all of them are invincible text 20 ோயம் பிராணைவர் இஸ் அண்டர் த இன்ஃபுளுவன்ஸ் ஆஃப் சுப்ரீம் காலா எட்டர்னல் டைம் மஸ் சரண்டர் ஹிஸ் மோஸ்ட் டியர் லைஃப் அண்ட் வாட் டு ஸ்பீக் ஆஃப் அதர் திங்ஸ் சச் அஸ் வெல்த் ஆனர் சில்ட்ரன் லேண்ட் அண்ட் ஹோம் அ கிரேட் இண்டியன் சயின்டிஸ்ட் busy in the plan making business was suddenly called by the invincible eternal time while going to attend a very important meeting of the planning commission and he had to surrender his life wife children house land wealth etc during the political upsurge in india and its division into pakistan and hindustan so many rich and influential indians had to surrender life property and honor due to the influence of time and there are hundreds and thousands of examples like this all over the world all over the universe which are all the effects of influence of time this includes the current covid situation therefore the conclusion is that there is no powerful living being within the universe who can overcome the influence of time many poets have written verses lamenting the influence of time many devastations have taken place over the universes due to the influence of time and no one could check them by any means even in our daily life so many things come and go in which we have no hand but we have to suffer or tolerate them without remedial measure and that is the result of time text 21 pitrabhatru suhrut putra hataste vigatam vayam atma cha jaraya grastah paragaham upasase your father brother well-wishers and sons are all dead and passed away you yourself have expended the major portion of your life 
your body is now overtaken by invalidity and you are living in the home of another so this is what vidura says to uh, king dhritarashtra the king is reminded of his precarious condition here influenced by cruel time and by his past experience he should have been more intelligent to see what was going to happen to his own life his father vichitravirya died long ago and when he and his younger brothers were all little children and it was due to the care and kindness of bhishma deva that they were properly brought up then again his brother pandu died also then in the battlefield of kurukshetra his 100 sons and his grandsons all died along with the other well-wishers like bhishma deva dronacharya karna and so many other kings and friends so he had lost all men and money and now he was living at the mercy of his nephew whom he had put into troubles of various types and despite all these reverses he thought he would prolong his life more and more vidura wanted to point out to dhritarashtra that everyone has to protect himself by his action and the grace of lord one has to execute his duty faithfully depending for the result on the supreme authority no friend no children no father no brother no state and no one else can protect a person who is not protected by the supreme lord let me re- repeat the sentence no friend no children no father no brother no state and no one else can protect a person who is not protected by the supreme lord one should therefore seek the protection of the supreme lord for the human form of life is meant for seeking that protection he was warned of his precarious conditions more and more by the following words text 22 andah puraiva puraiva vidhiro manda pragyascha sampratam let me repeat this andah puraiva vidhiro manda pragyascha sampratam vishirna danto mandagnihi saragah you have been blind from your very birth and recently you have become hard of hearing your memory is shortened and your intelligence is disturbed your teeth are loose your liver is defective and you are coughing up mucus now the symptoms of old age which had already developed in dhritarashtra were all one after the other pointed out to him as a warning that death was nearing very quickly and still he was foolishly carefree about his future the signs pointed out by vidura in the body of dhritarashtra were signs of apaksaya that is or dwindling of the material body before the last stroke of death the body is born it develops stays creates other bodies dwindles and then vanishes but foolish men want to make a permanent settlement of the perishable body and think that their estate children society country etc will give them protection with such foolish ideas they become overtaken by such temporary engagements and forget altogether that they must give up this temporary body and take a new one again to arrange for another form another term of society friendship love and again to perish ultimately they forget their permanent identity and become foolishly active for impermanent occupations forgetting altogether their prime duty saints and sages like vidura approach such foolish men to awaken them to the real situation vidura was correctly pointing out 
the real situation of life and no one can save oneself from such catastrophes text 23 aho mahiyasi jantor jivita shayata bhavan bhima parvijatam pindam adate griha palavat alas how powerful are the hopes of a living being to continue his life verily you are living just like a household dog and eating the remnants of the food given by bhima this is a translation of the shloka a sadhu should never flatter kings or rich men to live comfortably at their cost a sadhu is to speak the how speak to the householders about the naked truth of life so that they come to their senses about the precarious life in material existence now dhritarashtra is a typical example of an attached old man in household life he had become a pauper in the true sense yet he wanted to live comfortably in the house of pandavas of whom bhima especially is mentioned because personally bhima killed two prominent sons of dhritarashtra namely duryodhana and dushasana these two king these two sons were very much dear to dhritarashtra for their notorious and nefarious activities and bhima is particularly pointed out because he killed these two pet sons of dhritarashtra so why was dhritarashtra living there at the house of pandavas because he wanted to continue his life comfortably even at the risk of all the humiliation vidura therefore was astonished how powerful is this urge to continue life this sense of continuing one's life indicates that a living being is eternally a living entity and does not want to change his bodily habitation the foolish man does not know that a particular term of bodily existence is awarded to him to undergo a term of imprisonment and the human body is awarded after many many births and deaths and this is a chance for self realization to go back home or back to god godhead this is actually i am reminded of the verses of avvai when she says aridu aridu manidarai pirpal aridu so it is it is really a boon to be born as a human after which is which is gifted after many many terms of births and deaths and this is a chance of self realization for all of us to go back to godhead but persons like dhritarashtra try to make plans to live there in a comfortable position with profit and interest for they do not see things as they are dhritarashtra is blind and continues to hope to live comfortably in the midst of all kinds of reverses of life a sadhu like vidura is meant to awaken such blind persons and thus help them go back to godhead where life is eternal once going there no one wants to come back to this material world of miseries we can just imagine how responsible a task is entrusted to a sadhu like mahatma vidura next 24 agnir nisrishto dattascha garodarascha dushitaha hritam kshetram dhanam yesham tadhaitar ashubihi kiyat there is no need to live a degraded life and subsist on the charity of those who try to kill by arson and poisoning you also insulted one of their wives and usurped their kingdom and wealth 
the system of varnashrama religion sets aside a part of one's life completely for the purpose of self realization and attainment of salvation in the human form of life that is a routine division of life but persons like dhritarashtra even at the very ripened age wanted to stay home even in a degraded condition of accepting charity from enemies vidura wanted to point this out and impressed upon him that it was better to die like his sons than accept such humiliating charity 5000 years ago there was one dhritarashtra but at the present moment there are dhritarashtras in every home politicians especially do not retire from political activities unless they are dragged by the cruel hand of death or killed by some opposing element to stick to family life to the end of one's human life is the grossest type of degradation and there is an absolute need for the viduras to educate such dhritarashtras even at the present moment text 25 तस्यापीतो विशो पैरतोर्जीर्णो जरयावासीवैट योर अनविलिंगनेस टू डई एंड योर डिसायर टू लिव इवन एट द कास्ट ऑफ ऑनर एंड प्रेस्टिज योर मैसर्ली बॉडी विल सर्टनली ड्विंडल एंड डिटीरेट लाइक एन ओल्ड गार्मेंट द वर्ड kripanasya jijivisoho are significant in this text now there are two classes of men one is called as kripana and the other is called the brahmana the kripana or the miserly man has no estimation of his material body but brahmana has a true estimation of himself and the material body the kripana having a wrong estimation of his material body wants to enjoy the sense gratification with his utmost strength Even in the old age he wants to become a young man by medical treatment or otherwise. Dhritarashtra is addressed here as Kripana because without any estimation of his material body he wanted to live at any cost. Vidura is trying to open his eyes to see that he cannot live more than his term and that he must prepare for death. Since death is inevitable why should he accept such a humiliating position for living? It is better to take the right path. even at the risk of death human life is meant for finishing all kinds of miseries of material existence and life should be so regulated that one can achieve the desired goal dhritarashtra due to his wrong conception of life had already spoiled 80% of his achieved energy so it behooved him to utilize the remaining days of his miserly life for the ultimate good such a life is called miserly because one cannot properly utilize the assets of the human form of life only by good luck does such a miserly man meet a self realized soul like vidura and by his instruction gets rid of the nascence of the material existence text 26 gatha swartha mimam deham virakto mukta bandanah avigyata gatir jikhat savair dhira udharatah he is called undisturbed who goes to an unknown remote place and freed from all obligations quits his material body then it has become useless narottama dasa thakura he was a great devotee and acharya of the gaudiya vaishnava sect so he sang a song which goes like this 
my lord i have simply wasted my life having obtained the human body i have neglected to worship your lordship and therefore i have willingly drunk poison the song goes like this in other words the human body is especially meant for cultivating the knowledge of devotional service to the lord without which life becomes full of anxieties and miserable conditions therefore one who has spoiled his life without such cultural activities it is advised to leave home without the knowledge of friends and relatives and being thus freed from all obligations of family society country etc give up the body at some unknown destination so that others may not know where and how he has met his death dhira means one who is not disturbed even when there is sufficient provocation one cannot give up a comfortable family life due to his affectionate relation with his wife and children self realization is obstructed by such undue affection for the family and if anyone is is at all able to forget such a relation he is called undisturbed or dhira this is however the path of self renunciation based on a frustrated life but stabilization stabilization of such renunciation is possible only by association with bona fide saints and self realized souls by which one can be engaged in the loving devotional service of the lord when due to some kind of a catastrophe one may become frustrated and after one becomes frustrated he may enter into a renounced way of life a path of renunciation can be, can begin but for oneself to be stable in this path of renunciation one has to be associated with a realized soul or a sadhu sincere surrender onto the lotus feet of the lord is possible by awakening the transcendental sense of service this is made possible by association with pure devotees of the lord so one has to associate with pure devotees of the lord in order to stay stable in the path of self realization and renunciation dhritarashtra was very lucky to have a brother whose very association was a source of liberation for this frustrated life ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत्यम नरम चैव नरोत्तमम देवीम सरस्वती व्यासम ततो जय मुदीरये श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो 1 चैप्टर 13 टेक्स्ट 26 गतस्वाहमिमं विरक्त मुक्तबंधन अविज्ञात गतिर्जवात् सवैधीर उदाकृत हीज कॉल्ड अंडिस्टर्ब्ड हु गोस् टू एन अन्नोन रिमोट प्लेस एंड फ्रीड फ्रॉम ऑल ऑब्लिगेशन क्विट्स हिस् मेटीरियल बॉडी वेन इट हेज बिकम यूजलेस Narottamadasa Thakura a great devotee and acharya of the Gaudiya Vaishnava sect has sung my lord i have simply wasted my life having obtained the human body i have neglected the worship of your lordship and therefore i have willingly drunk poison in other words the human body is especially meant for cultivating knowledge of devotional service to the lord 
without which life becomes full of anxieties and miserable conditions therefore one who has spoiled his life without such cultural activities is advised to leave home without knowledge of friends and relatives and being thus freed from all obligations of family society country etc give up the body at some unknown destination so that the others may not know where and how he has met his death dhira means one who is not disturbed even when there is sufficient provocation one cannot give up a comfortable family life due to his affectionate relation with his wife and children self realization is obstructed by such undue affection for family and if anyone is at all able to forget such a relation he is called undisturbed or dhira this is however the path of renunciation based on a frustrated life but stabilization of such renunciation is possible only by association with bona fide saints and self realized souls by which one can be engaged in loving devotional service of the lord sincere surrender onto the lotus feet of the lord is possible by awakening the transcendental sense of service this is made possible by association with pure devotees of the lord dhritarashtra was lucky to have a brother like vidura whose very association was a source of liberation for his frustrated life text 27 yah swakat parato veha jata nirveda atmavan hridi kritva harim gehat pravrajetsa narottamaha he is certainly a first class man who awakens and understands either by himself or from others the falsity and the misery of this material world and thus leaves home and depends fully on the personality of godhead residing within his heart now there are three classes of transcendentalists namely the first one as i mentioned before was dhira or the one who's not disturbed being away from the family association number 2 is the one in the renounced order of life a sanyasi by a frustrated sentiment third is a sincere devotee of the lord who awakens god consciousness by hearing and chanting and leaves home depending completely on the personality of godhead who resides in his heart so three classes first one is dhira the second one is sanyasi he has become a sanyasi because of a frustrated sentiment and third is the sincere devotee the idea is that the renounced order of life after a frustrated life of sentiment in the material world may be a stepping stone on the path of self realization but the real perfection of the path of liberation is attained when one is practiced to depend fully on the supreme personality of godhead who lives in everyone's heart as paramatma one may live in the darkest jungle alone out of home but a steadfast devotee knows very well that he is not alone the supreme personality of godhead is within him and he can protect his sincere devotee in any awkward circumstance one should therefore practice devotional service at home hearing and chanting the holy name quality form pastimes entourage etc in association with pure devotees and this practice will help one awaken god consciousness in proportion to one sincerity of purpose one who desires material benefit by such devotional activities 
can never depend on the supreme personality of godhead although he sits in everyone's heart nor does the lord give any direction to persons who worship him for any material gain such materialistic devotees may be blessed by the lord with material benefits but they cannot reach the stage of the first class human being or the narottama that we call there are many examples of such sincere devotees in the history of the world especially in india as they are our guides on the path of realization mahatma vidura is one such great devotee of the lord and we should all try to follow in his lotus footsteps for self realization text 28 athu dicim disham yatu swairagyat gatir bhavan itor vakya prayashah kalah pumsam guna vikarshanah please therefore leave for the north immediately without letting your relatives know for soon that time will approach which will diminish the good qualities of men so this is what vidura tells the dhrashtra one can compensate for a life of frustration by becoming a dhira or leaving home for good without communicating with relatives and vidura advised his eldest brother to adopt this way without delay because very quickly the age of kali was approaching a conditioned soul is already degraded by material association and still in the kali yuga the good qualities of a man will deteriorate to the lowest standard he was advised to leave home before kali yuga approached because the atmosphere which was created by vidura his valuable instructions on facts of life would fade away due to the influence of age which was fast approaching to become narottama or the first class human being depending completely on the supreme lord krishna is not possible for any ordinary man it is stated in bhagavad gita that a person who is completely relieved of all taints of sinful acts can alone depend on supreme lord shri krishna the personality of godhead dhritarashtra was advised by vidura at least to become a dhira in the beginning it is it as if it were impossible for him to become a sanyasi or a narottama persistently endeavoring on the line of self realization helps a person to rise to the conditions of a narottama from the stage of a dhira the dhira stage is attained after prolonged practice of the yoga system but by grace of vidura one can attain the stage immediately simply by willing to adopt the means of the dhira stage which is the preparatory stage for the sanyasa the sanyasa stage is a preparatory stage of paramahamsa or the first great devotee of the lord text 29 evam raja विदुरेणाजेन प्रज्ञाश्चुभ्रोदित आजमीडह छिवा स्वेशो स्नेहपाशांद्रिम्नो निष्क्राम भ्रातृसंदर्शिता दस महाराज युधिष्ठ्रा दियान ऑफ द फैमिली ऑफ अजामिडा फर्मली कन्विन्स्ड बाय द इंट्रोस्पेक्टिव नॉलेज विच इज कॉल्ड प्राज्ञा ब्रोक एट वंस द स्ट्रांग नेटवर्क ऑफ familial affection by his resolute determination and thus he immediately left home 
to set out on the path of liberation as directed by his younger brother Vidura. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the great preacher of the principles of Srimad Bhagavatam, has stressed the importance of association with sadhus, the pure devotees of the Lord. Now, Maharaja Yudhishthira was tightly bound in a network of material affinities related to politics, economy and family attachment and thus he did everything in his power to achieve the so-called success in his planned projects. But he was frustrated from the beginning to the end so far as his material activities were concerned. And yet, despite his life of failure, he achieved the greatest of all success in self-realization by the forceful instructions of a pure devotee of the Lord, who is the typical emblem of a sadhu. It is a fact that the material world is a great illusion because everything appears to be a tangible reality, but at the next moment evaporates like the dashing foam of the sea or a cloud in the sky. A cloud in the sky undoubtedly appears to be a reality because it rains and due to rains so many temporary green things appear. But in the ultimate cause everything disappears, namely the cloud, the rain, the green vegetation, all in due course. But the sky remains and the varieties of the sky or the luminaries also remain forever. Similarly, the absolute truth which is compared to the sky remains eternally and the temporary cloud-like illusion comes and goes away. Foolish living beings are attracted by the temporary cloud, but the intelligent men are more convinced with the eternal sky with all its variegatedness. Text 30 Patim prayantam sulabhasya putri pativrata chanu jagama sadhabi himalayam nyasta danda praharsham manasminamiva sat sampraharaha. The gentle and chaste Gandhari, who was the daughter of King Subhala or the Kandahar or Gandhara, followed her husband, seeing that he was going to the Himalaya mountains which are the delight of those who have accepted the staff of the renounced order, like the fighters who have accepted a good lashing from the enemy. Saubhalini or Gandhara, that is the daughter of King Subhala and wife of King Dhritarashtra, was ideal as a wife devoted to her husband. As a woman, Gandhari could have remained at home or at her father's place, but as a chaste and gentle lady, she followed her husband without consideration. Instructions for the renounced order of life were imparted to Dhritarashtra by Vidura and Gandhari was by the side of her husband. But he did not ask her to follow him because he was at that time fully determined like a great warrior who faces all kinds of dangers in the battlefield. He was no longer attracted to the so-called wife or relatives but he decided to start alone. But as a chaste lady Gandhari decided to follow her husband till the last moment. Maharaja Dhritarashtra accepted the order of Vanaprastha and at this stage the wife is allowed to remain as a voluntary survivor. But in the sannyasa stage no wife can stay with her former husband. A sannyasi is considered to be a dead man civilly and therefore a wife becomes a civil widow without connection with her former husband. Maharaja Dhritarashtra did not deny his faithful life, wife and he followed her and she followed her husband at her own risk. Ajata Shatruhu 
ಘೃತಮೈತ್ರೋಹುತಾಘೋ ಭೂಮಿರುಕ್ಮೈ ಗೃಹಂ ಪ್ರವಿಷ್ಟೋ ಗುರುವಂದನಾಯ ನಾಚಾಪಶ್ಯತ್ಪಿತರೌ ಸೌಭಲೀಂ ಚ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಯುಧಿಷ್ಠ ಹೂಸ್ ಎನಿಮಿ ವಾಸ್ ನೆವರ್ ಬಾರ್ನ್ ದಟ್ ಇಸ್ ವೈ ಹೀಸ್ ಕಾಲ್ಡ್ ಅಜಾತ ಶತ್ರು ಪರ್ಫಾರ್ಮ್ಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಡೈಲಿ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಡ್ಯೂಟೀಸ್ ಬೈ ಪ್ರೇಯಿಂಗ್ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಫೈರ್ ಸ್ಯಾಕ್ರಿಫೈಸ್ ಟು ದ ಸನ್ ಗಾಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಒಬೀಸನ್ಸಸ್ ಗೇನ್ಸ್ ಕೌಸ್ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಟು ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ಹೀ ದೆನ್ ಎಂಟರ್ಡ್ ದ ಪ್ಯಾಲೆಸ್ ಟು ಪೇ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ದ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಹವರ್ ಹಿ ಕುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಫೈಂಡ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಅಂಕಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಆಂಟ್ಸ್ ದ ಡಾಟರ್ ಆಫ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಸುಭಲ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಯುಧಿಷ್ಠರ ವಾಸ್ ಅ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಪಾಯಸ್ ಕಿಂಗ್ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಹೀ ಪರ್ಸ್ನಲಿ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ದಿ ದ ಪಾಯಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂಟೀಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಹೌಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡರ್ ನಾವು ವಾಟ್ ಆರ್ ದೀಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂಟೀಸ್ ದ ಹೌಸ್ ಹೋಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ರಿಕ್ವೈರ್ಡ್ ಟು ರೈಸ್ ಅರ್ಲಿ ಇನ್ ದ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಬೇದಿಂಗ್ ದೇ ಶುಡ್ ಆಫರ್ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಟು ದ ಡೈಟೀಸ್ ಅಟ್ ಹೋಮ್ ಬೈ ಪ್ರೇಯರ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ಯೂಯಲ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸೀಕ್ರೆಟ್ ಫೈರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬೈ ಗಿವಿಂಗ್ ದ ಬ್ರಾಹ್ಮಣಾಸ್ ಇನ್ ಚಾರಿಟಿ ಲ್ಯಾಂಡ್ ಕೌ ಗ್ರೇನ್ಸ್ ಗೋಲ್ಡ್ ಎಕ್ಸೆಟ್ರಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಅಟ್ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫರಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಲಿ ಮೆಂಬರ್ಸ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ರೆಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಇನ್ ಒಬೀಸನ್ಸಸ್ ನೌ ಒನ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ಪ್ರಿಪೇರ್ಡ್ ಟು ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಟೀಸ್ ಇಂಜಂಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಪ್ರಿಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಾಸ್ cannot be a good man simply by book knowledge modern householders are practiced to different modes of life namely to rise late and then make bed tea without any sort of cleanliness and without any purificatory practices as mentioned above the household children are taken to practice what the parents practice and therefore the whole generation glide towards hell nothing good can be expected from them unless they associated with sadhus like dhritarashtra the materialistic person may take lessons from a sadhu like vidura and thus be cleansed by the effects of modern life maharaja yudhishthira however could not find in place in palace his two uncles namely dhritarashtra and vidura along with gandhari the daughter of king subhala he was anxious to see them and therefore he asked sanjaya the private secretary of dhritarashtra text 32 ಸಂಚಯಮಾಸೀನ ಪ್ರಪಚ್ಛೋ ವಿಘ್ನಮಸ ಗಾವಲ್ಗಣೇಕ್ವನಸ್ತೋಹೀನೇತ್ರೋ ಮಹಾರಾಜ ಯುಧಿಷ್ಠ ಫುಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಂಗ್ಸೈಟಿ ಟರ್ನ್ ಟು ಸಂಜಯ ಹೂ ಆರ್ ಸಿಟ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ದೇರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸೆಟ್ ಓ ಸಂಜಯ ವೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಆರ್ ಅಂಕಲ್ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ಓಲ್ಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಬ್ಲೈಂಡ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ಟ್ ಥರ್ಟಿ ತ್ರೀ ಅಂಬಾಚ ಹತ್ರಪುತ್ರಗತಹೃತ್ ಅಯ್ಯ ಕೃತಕ್ಪ್ರಜ್ಞೆ ಹತಬಂಧು ಸ ಭಾರ್ಯ ಆಶಂ ಸಮಾನ ಶಮಲ ಗಂಗಾಂ ದುಃಖಿತೋ ಪತತ್ ವೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಮೈ ವೆಲ್ ವಿಶರ್ ಅಂಕಲ್ ವಿದುರಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮದರ್ ಗಾಂಧಾರಿ ಹೂ ಇಸ್ ವೆರಿ ಅಫ್ಲಿಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ಡ್ಯೂ ಟು ಆಲ್ ಹರ್ ಸನ್ಸ್ ಡಿಮೈಸ್ my uncle dhritarashtra was also very mortified due to the death of all his sons and grandsons undoubtedly i am very ungrateful did he therefore take my offenses very seriously and along with his wife drown himself in ganges the pandavas especially maharaja yudhishthira and arjuna anticipated the after effects of the battle of kurukshetra and therefore arjuna declined to execute the fighting the fight was executed by will of the lord but the effects of family agreement as they thought of it before had come to be true maharaja yudhishthira was always very conscious of the great plight of his uncle dhritarashtra and aunt gandhari 
and therefore he took all possible care of them in their old age and aggrieved conditions when therefore he could not find place as uncle and aunt in the palace naturally his doubts arose and he conjectured that they had gone down to the water of the ganges he thought himself to be so ungrateful because when pandavas were fatherless maharaja dhritarashtra had given them all royal facilities to live and in return he had killed all dhritarashtra's sons in the battle of kurukshetra as a pious man maharaja yudhishthira took into account all his unavoidable misdeeds and he never thought of the misdeeds of his uncle and company dhritarashtra had suffered the effects of his own misdeeds by the will of the lord but maharaja yudhishthira was thinking only of his unavoidable misdeeds that is the nature of a good man and devotee of the lord a devotee never finds faults with others but tries to find his own and thus rectify them as far as possible text 34 pitar yu parate pandav sarvanah suhrudah shishun arakshatam yasanatah pitravyokva gatavitah when my father pandu fell down and we were all small children these two uncles gave us protection from all kinds of calamities they were always our good well wishers and alas where have they gone from here asked yudhishthira to sanjaya text 35 suta uvacha kripaya sneha vaikalvyat suto viraha karshitah atmeshwaram achakshano na pratyahati peeditah suta goswami said because of the compassion and mental agitation Sanjaya not having seen his own master Dhritarashtra was aggrieved and could not properly reply to Maharaja Yudhishthira Sanjaya was the personal assistant of Maharaja Dhritarashtra for a very long time and thus he had the opportunity to study the life of Dhritarashtra and he when he saw at last that Dhritarashtra had left home without his knowledge his sorrows had no bound he was fully compassionate towards Dhritarashtra because in the game of the battle of kurukshetra king dhritarashtra had lost everything men and money and at last the king and queen had to leave home in utter frustration he studied the situation in his own way and because he did not know the inner vision of dhritarashtra had been awakened by vidura and that therefore he had left home in enthusiastic cheerfulness for a better life after the departure from the dark well of home and unless one is convinced of a better life after renunciation of the present life one cannot stick to the renounced order of life simply by artificial dress or stray, staying out of home so sanjaya was kind of worried and he was disillusioned not finding maharaja dhritarashtra text 36 vrimrijra shruni panibhyam vishthabhyatmanam atmana ಅಜಾತಶತ್ರುಪ್ರಭೋಪಾದಿಸ್ಮರಣ್ಯೋಚ 
नाहम वेदम व्यवस्थितम पित्रोर्वह कुलनंदन गांधार्या वा महाबाहो मोशितोस्मि महात्मभि संजय सेड माय डियर डिसेंडेंट ऑफ द गुरु डायनेस्टी आई हैव नो इंफॉर्मेशन ऑफ द डिटरमिनेशन ऑफ द टू अंकल्स एंड गांधारी ओ किंग आई हैव बीन चीटेड बाय दोस ग्रेट सोल्स that great souls cheat others may be astonishing to know but it is a fact that great souls cheat others for a great cause it is said that lord krishna also advised yudhishthira to tell a lie before dronacharya and it was also for a great cause the lord wanted it and therefore it was a great cause satisfaction of lord is the criterion of one who is bona fide and the highest perfection of life is to satisfy the lord by one's occupational duty that is the verdict of geeta and bhagavatam dhritarashtra and vidura followed by gandhari did not disclose their determination to sanjaya although he was constantly with dhritarashtra as his personal assistant sanjaya never thought that dhritarashtra could perform any act without consulting him but dhritarashtra's going away from home was so confidential that it could not be disclosed even to sanjaya text 38 atha jagama bhagavan naradaha sahatumburuhu pratyutthaya vivadyaha sanujobhya charyanunmunim while sanjaya was thus speaking shri narada the powerful devotee of the lord appeared on the scene carrying his tumburu Maharaja Yudhishthira and his brothers received him properly by getting up from their seats and offering obeisances. Devarishi Narada is described herein as a bhagavan due to his being the most confidential devotee of the Lord. The Lord and his very confidential devotees are treated on the same level by those who are actually engaged in the loving service of the Lord. Actually a living being cannot be a non-devotee of the Lord because of his constitutional position. but when one becomes a non devotee or a non believer it is to be understood that the person concerned is not in a sound condition of life the confidential devotees of the lord treat such illusion living beings and therefore they are the most pleasing in the eyes of the lord the lord says in bhagavad gita that no one is dearer to him than one who actually preaches the glory of the lord to convert the non believers to non devotees and the non devotees such personalities of narada must be offered all due respects like those offered to the personality of godhead himself text 39 yudhishthiro vacha naham vedagatim pitro bhargavan kvagatavitah ambava hataputrata kvagatacha tapasvini maharaja yudhishthira said oh godly personality I do not know where my two uncles have gone nor can I find my ascetic aunt who is grief stricken by the loss of all her sons text 40 karnadhara iva pare bhagavan paradarshakah atha bhasha atha bhashe bhagavan narado munisattamah you are like a captain of a ship in a great ocean and you can direct us to any destination thus addressed the godly personality devarishi narada the greatest of the philosopher devotees began to speak 
there are different kinds of philosophers and greatest of all of them are those who have seen the personality of godhead and have surrendered themselves in the transcendental loving service of the lord among all such pure devotees of the lord devarishi narada is the chief and therefore he has been described herein as the greatest of philosopher devotees unless one has become a sufficiently learned philosopher by hearing the vedanta philosophy from a bona fide spiritual master one cannot be a learned philosopher devotee one must be very faithful learned and renounced otherwise one cannot be a pure devotee a pure devotee of the lord can give us direction towards the other end of nations devrishi narada used to visit the palace of maharaj yudhishthira because the pandavas were all pure devotees of the lord and devrishi was always ready to give them good counsel whenever needed Hare Krishna we are doing Shrimad Bhagavatam canto 1 chapter 13 we have completed 40 shlokas so far this chapter talks about how the emperor dhritarashtra quit home after the battle of mahabharata was over dhritarashtra along with his wife gandhari was staying along with yudhishthira so vidura comes from his pilgrimage meets his elder brother dhritarashtra and he advises him to go to the forest and lead a vanaprastha kind of life because that is what was important at that particular stage of his life and that will give him salvation so at that point of time what happens is once his uncle and auntie have left the house without informing yudhishthira Yudhishthira is very much worried about them and he is looking for his uncle and auntie all around the palace and that's when Narada appears. So Narada Muni is going to explain to Yudhishthira in the shlokas that we are going to be seeing now that why it is important for Dhritarashtra to leave the house and why Yudhishthira should not worry about these things. So text 41. नारदवाच मंचन शुचो राजन यदीश्वर वशं जगत लोका सपला ये वहती बलिमीशिहु स संयुक्नतिभूता सुनक्ति नीनारद सेड ओ पायस किंग do not lament for anyone for everyone is under the control of the supreme lord therefore all living beings and their leaders carry on worship to be well protected it is he that is lord krishna only who brings them together and disperses them so every living being in this material world or in the spiritual world is under the control of supreme lord whether it is the supreme most whom a supreme most person that is brahma ji who is the leader of the universe or it could be an insignificant act all of them have to abide by the will of the supreme lord so thus the constitutional position of the living being is subordination under control of the lord so let's understand this and let's be very clear with this so the foolish living being especially the man artificially who rebels against the law of supreme becomes an asura or the law breaker 
a living being is placed in a particular position by the order of the supreme lord and he is again shifted from that place by the order of the supreme lord or his authorized agents so even though such men or leaders rebel so as not to recognize the supremacy of the lord they are still put under some more rigorous laws of the material body by different miseries so only the foolish man therefore says that there is no god maharaja yudhishthira was being convinced of this naked truth because he was greatly overwhelmed by the sudden departure of his old uncle and aunt so maharaja dhritarashtra was placed in that position according to his past deeds he had already suffered or enjoyed the benefits accrued to him in the past but due to his good luck or somehow or the other he had a good younger brother vidura and by his instruction he left to achieve the salvation by closing all the accounts in the material world so ordinarily one cannot change the course of one's due happiness or distress by plan it only goes to show that there is nothing that is happening as per our plan everyone has to accept them as they come under the subtle arrangement of kala or the invisible time there is no use trying to counteract them so the best thing therefore is that one should endeavor to achieve salvation and this prerogative is given only to man because of his developed condition of mental activities and intelligence an animal is not capable of this so only for man are there different vedic instructions for attainment of salvation during the human form of existence so one who misuses this opportunity of advanced intelligence is verily condemned and put to different types of miseries either in this present life or in future but and that is the way the supreme controls everyone text 42 yatha gavo nasi protas tantyam bhaddhas chadamabihi vaktantyam nabhir baddha vahanti balimishituhu as a cow bound through uh, the nose by a long rope is conditioned so also the human beings are bound by the different vedic injunctions and are conditioned to obey the orders of the supreme so every living being whether a man or an animal or a bird thinks that he is free by himself but actually no one is free from the severe laws of the lord the laws of the lord are severe because they cannot be disobeyed in any circumstance the man made laws may be evaded by cunning outlaws but in the courts of the supreme law maker there is not the slightest possibility of neglecting the laws a slight change in the course of the god made law can bring about a massive danger to be faced by the law breaker now such laws of supreme are generally known as the codes of religion under different conditions but the principle of religion everywhere is one and the same namely obey the orders of the supreme law codes of the religion now all living beings in this material world have taken up this risk of conditioned life by their own selection and are thus entrapped by the laws of the material nature so the only way to get out of this entanglement is to agree to obey the supreme but instead of becoming free from the clutches of maya or illusion the foolish human beings become bound up by different nomenclatures being designated as brahmana kshatriyas vaishyas shudras hindus mohammedans indo indians europeans americans chinese and many others 
thus they carry out the orders of the supreme under the influence of a respective scriptural or legislative injunctions so the secular state or the godless state allows the citizens to break the laws of the god but restricts them from disobeying the laws of the state the result is that the people in general suffer more by breaking the laws of the god by than by obeying the imperfect laws made by the man now every man is imperfect by constitution under conditions of material existence and there is not the least possibility that even the most materially advanced man can enact a perfect legislation so we need to understand what is the factual position of the living being so the position is that he is an eternal servitor to the supreme lord so in his liberated state he renders service to the lord in transcendental love and thus enjoys a life of full freedom even sometimes on an equal level with the lord or sometimes more than the lord but in the conditioned material world every living being wants to be the lord of other living beings and thus by the illusion of maya this mentality of lording it over becomes a cause for further extension of the conditional life so in the material world the living being is still more conditioned until he surrenders onto the lord by reviving his original state of eternal servitorship now this is actually the last instruction of bhagavad gita and other recognized scriptures of the world text 43 yatha kridopaskaranam sanyoga vigamavih ichchaya kridit husyatam As a player sets up and disperses everything, that is his playthings, according to his own sweet will, so the supreme will of Lord also brings men together and separates them. Now just imagine a small ch- child playing with some toys. You would have observed some, the child will put some toys together and then it will remain that way for some time and then again he will feel something and he may separate it out. so this is exactly what the lord is also doing so we must know for certain that particular position in which we are now set up is an arrangement of the supreme will in terms of our own acts in the past so at this point of time i am kind of chanting bhagavata shlokam i am trying to explain and you people are listening to it so this particular set of arrangement is also the supreme will of the lord so it is due to his will that we are in this kind of an engagement the supreme lord is present as the localized paramatma in the heart of every living being as it is said in bhagavad gita and therefore he knows everything of our activities in every stage of our lives now he rewards the reactions of our actions by placing us in a, some particular place now a rich man gets his son born with a silver spoon in his mouth but the child who came as the rich man's son deserved such a place and it is only because of that he was born to this person therefore he is placed there by the will of lord and at a particular moment when the child has to be removed from that place he is also carried by the will of the supreme even if the child or the father does not wish to be separated from the happy relation the same thing happens in case of a poor man also so neither the rich man nor the poor man has any control over such meetings or separations of living beings 
So generally the law of karma is that one is awarded the result of one's own actions. But in special cases by the will of Lord such resultant actions are changed also. Now these changes of resultant actions are especially rendered by the Lord when a pure devotee is involved. So it is assured in Bhagavad Gita that a Lord saves a pure devotee who has surrendered onto him without reservation from all sorts of reactions or sins. There is no doubt about this. So we need to understand this and not lament for whatever position we are in today. Because that is the will of the Lord. So whatever happens to us, the best way is to just accept it and then move on. Text 44 Yenmanyase dhruvam lokam adhruvam vana chobayam sarvatanahi shochaste sarvatanahi shochaste snehadan yatra mohajat. O king, in all circumstances, whether you consider the soul to be an eternal principle or material body to be perishable, or everything to exist in impersonal absolute truth, or everything to be an inexplicable combination of matter and spirit, feelings of separation are due only to the illusory affection and nothing more. This is little complex. Let me little explain to you. The actual fact is that every living being is an individual part and parcel of the Supreme Being. So we are all part of Krishna. And his constitutional position is subordinate cooperative service. So what is that we are supposed to be doing? We are his subordinates and we are supposed to do service. Now either in his conditional material existence or in his liberated position of full knowledge and eternity, the living entity is eternally under the control of the Supreme Lord. So whether you are in a liberated position as a bhakta or you, whether you are uh, you know, in a conditional material existence, we are still under the control of the Supreme Will. The eternal living entity, so when I say eternal living entity, it means the Atma, our soul. It transmigrates from one material body to another by the law of karma. And the material bodies are perishable by their fundamental structures. Therefore, there is nothing to be lamented in case of a soul being transferred into another body or the material's body is kind of perishing at a certain stage. Now there are others also who believe in merging of the spirit soul in the supreme spirit. Then it is uncovered by the material engagement. And there are others also who do not believe in the existence of spirit and soul, but believe in tangible matter. So in our daily experience, we find so many transformations of matter from one form to another. But we do not lament about such changing features, isn't it? So similarly, when a soul is transmigrating from one body form to another, the Lord says that there is nothing to lament about it because it is happening by the supreme will of the Lord. So, in either of the above cases, the force of the divine energy is uncheckable. No one has any hand in it and thus there is no cause of grief. Text 45 Tasma Jangham Text 45 Tasma Jahya Angavai Klavyam Agyana Kritamatmanaha Katham Twanataha Kripanam 
varte raste chamavina therefore give up your anxiety due to ignorance of the self you are now thinking of how they who are helpless poor creatures will exist without you so this is what narada is telling yudhishthira so he is saying don't think when he says those helpless poor creatures he means dhritarashtra and gandhari because they are very old so he says don't think that they cannot exist without you so when we think of our own kirtan kin as being helpless and dependent on us it is all due to ignorance we think everything is kind of dependent on us it is not doesn't happen nobody is uh, kind of dependent on anybody in this in this world so every living creature is allowed all protection by the order of the supreme lord in terms of each one's acquired position in the world so the lord is also known as bhuta bhrit this comes in sahasranama also so one of his name is bhuta bhrit that means one who gives protection to all living beings so one should discharge his duties only and for no one but for the supreme lord because only he can give protection to anyone else this is explained more clearly in the following verse which is text 46 kala karma gunadhino deho yam pancha bhautikah katham manyastu gopayet sarpagrasto yataparam this gross material body made of five elements is already under the control of eternal time that is kala action karma so kala and karma and the modes of material nature which is guna so we are all under the control of kala karma and guna how then can it being already in the jaws of a serpent protect others so the world's movements for freedom through political economical social and cultural propaganda it can actually do no benefit to anyone for they are controlled by the supreme power a conditioned living being as it mentioned earlier is under the full control of the material nature which is represented by the eternal time the kala and activities under the dictation of different modes of nature so if you see there are three material modes of nature namely goodness passion and ignorance isn't it this we have seen so many times in bhagavatam goodness is satvikam passion is rajas and ignorance is tamas so unless one is situated in the mode of goodness one cannot see things as they are it's very important to kind of see things as they are as a sakshi so without reacting so the passionate and the ignorant cannot see the things as they are so therefore a person who is passionate and ignorant cannot direct his activities on the right path so only the man in the quality of goodness can help to a certain extent so most persons are passionate and ignorant therefore their plans and projects can hardly do any good to others above the modes of nature is the eternal time which is called as kala we call it even kala sarpam because it changes the shape of everything in the material world even if we are able to do something temporarily beneficial time will see that this good project is also frustrated in course of time so the only thing possible to be done is to get rid of this eternal time kala which is compared to kala sarpa or the cobra snake why because the bite of a cobra is always lethal so no one can be saved from the bite of a cobra so the best remedy uh, of for getting out of the clutches of this cobra like kala 
or its integrity, the modes of nature is Bhakti Yoga as it is recommended in Bhagavad Gita. So the only way to escape Kala and Karma is to enter into Bhakti Yoga. The highest perfectional project of philanthropic activities is to engage everyone in the act of preaching Bhakti Yoga. That's exactly what we are doing. Because that alone can save the people from the control of Maya or the material nature which is represented by Kala, Karma and Guna as described above. Text 47 Ahastani Sahastanam Apadani Chatushpadam Falguni Tatra Mahatam Jeevo Jeevasya Jeevanam those who are devoid of hands are pray for those who have hands. Those devoid of legs are pray for the four-legged. So the weak are the subsistence for the strong. So the weak are the subsistence of the strong, and the general rule holds that one living being is a food for another. So a systematic law of subsistence in the struggle of existence is there by the supreme will. And there is no escape for anyone for any amount of planning. So the living beings who have come to this material world against the will of the supreme being are under the control of supreme power called Maya Shakti, which is the deputed agent of the Lord. This Devi Maya is meant to pinch the conditioned souls by threefold miseries. And one of which is explained here in this verse. The weak are the subsistence of the strong. So, no one is strong enough to protect himself from the onslaught of a stronger. And by the will of the Lord, there are systematic categories of weak, the stronger and the strongest. So, there is nothing to be lamented if a tiger eats a weaker animal, including a man, because that is the law of the Supreme Lord. But although the law states that a human being must subsist on another living being, there is the law of good sense also. Because human being is meant to obey the laws of the scriptures. This is impossible for other animals, isn't it? So the human being is meant for self-realization and for that purpose he is not to eat anything which is not first offered to the Lord. The Lord accepts from his devotees all kinds of food preparations made of vegetables, fruits, leaves and grains, fruits, leaves, milk in different varieties can be offered to the Lord and after the Lord accepts the foodstuff, the devotee can partake the prasada, which by which all the suffering in the struggle for existence will be gradually mitigated. So it's very important to kind of offer whatever we, whatever we eat to the Lord first. So this is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita as well. So even those who are accustomed to eat animals can offer foodstuff, not to Lord directly, but to the agent of the Lord. So, a living being is the source of subsistence of for other, a stronger living being. So, no one should be very anxious for his subsistence in any circumstance because there are living beings everywhere and no living being will starve for want of food at any place. So, Maharaja Yudhishthira is advised by Narada not to worry about his uncle's suffering for want of food for they could live on vegetables which is available in jungles as prasada of the Supreme Lord and thus kind of realize the path of salvation. And one more thing is exploitation of the weaker living being by the stronger is the natural law of existence. So there is always an attempt to devour the weak in different kingdoms of living beings. 
so there is no possibility of checking this tendency by any artificial uh, means under material conditions it can be checked only by awakening the spiritual sense of the human being by practice of spiritual regulations so the sp- spiritual regulative principles however do not allow a man to slaughter the weaker animals on one side and teach others peaceful coexistence they cannot go hand in hand so if man does not allow the animals peaceful coexistence then how can he expect peaceful existence in the human society these are some of the points that we need to think about isn't it text 48 तदिदं भगवान्जन्मात्मनाकृत पश्यत सो इन दिस पर्टिकुलर श्लोक इट इज सेट देर फोर ओ किंग वन शुड लुक इन टू दि सुप्रीम लॉर्ड ओनली हू इज वन विदउट अ सेकेंड and one who manifests himself by different energies in both within and without so maharaja yudhishthira is advised by narada therefore not to be disturbed by the affairs of the so called happiness and distress but to look only onto the lord to execute the mission for which the lord has descended and that was his prime duty Text सोयम अध्य महाराज भगवान्ूत भावन कालूपोवतीर्णोस्यासुरीम पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड हेड लॉर्ड श्री कृष्ण इन द गईस ऑफ ऑल डिवरिंग टाइम दट इज काल हेज नौ डिसेंडेड ऑन अर्थ to eliminate the envious from the world so this is preached by narada to yudhishthira now there are two classes of human beings namely the envious and the obedient since the supreme lord is one and father of all living beings the envious beings are also his sons but they are known as asuras but the living beings who are obedient to the supreme father are called devatas or the demigods because they are not contaminated by the material conception of life so not only are the asuras envious of the lord in even denying the existence of the lord but they are also envious of all other living beings the predominance of asuras in this world is occasionally rectified by lord when he eliminates them from the world and he establishes the rule of devatas like the pandavas so therefore the lord's designation as kala in disguise is significant he is not at all dangerous but he is transcendental form of eternity knowledge and bliss so for the devotees in his factual form is he is it's disclosed and for the non devotees he appears like a kala roopa which is the causal form the this causal form of the lord is not at all pleasing to the asuras and therefore they think of the lord as formless in order to feel secure that they will not be vanquished by the lord text 50 nishpaditam devakrityam avashesham pratikshate tavat yuyam avekshatvam bhavetyavadiheshwarah the lord has already performed his duties to help the demigods and he is awaiting for rest 
you pandavas may wait as long as the lord is here on the earth so this is what uh, narada uh, advises yudhishthira the lord descends from his abode which is krishna loka the topmost planet in the spiritual sky in order to help the demigod administrators of this material world when they are greatly vexed by the asuras who are envious not only of the lord but also of his devotees so when there are too many asuras in this world then it becomes a hell for those who are devotees of the lord so due to the growth of the asuras the mass of people who are generally devoted to the lord by nature and pure devotees of the lord including the demigods in the higher planets will they all pray to lord for relief and lord either descends personally from his abode or deputes some of his devotees to remodel the fallen condition of the human society even the animal society so such disruptions take place not only in the human society but also among animals birds and other living beings including the demigods in the higher planets so lord shri krishna descended personally to vanquish asuras like kamsa jarasandha shishubala and during the reign of maharaja yudhishthira almost all these asuras were killed by the lord now he was waiting for the annihilation of his own dynasty called the yaduvamsa who appeared by his will in this world see he wanted to take them away before his own departure to his eternal abode so he wanted to take them along so narada like vidura did not disclose the imminent annihilation of the yadu dynasty but indirectly gave a hint to the king and his brothers to wait till the incident happened and the lord departed text 51 dhritarashtrah sahabhratra gandharya cha swabharyaya dakshinena himavata rishinamashramam gatah o king your uncle dhritarashtra and his brother vidura and wife gandhari have gone to the southern side of the himalaya mountains where there are shelters for the great sages so this is what narada tells dhritarashtra not to worry that dhritarashtra vidura and gandhari have gone to the southern side of himalaya mountains text 52 stotro bihi saptabhirya vaiswadhurni saptadhavyadhat ಸಾಟಿಸ್ಫ್ಯಾಕ್ಷನ್ ಅಷ್ಟಾಂಗ and by performing the agnihotra sacrifice with fire and by drinking only water so this helps one control the mind and the senses and frees one completely from the thoughts of familial affection so this is what uh, narada is telling dhritarashtra 
that the yoga system is actually a mechanical way to control the senses and the mind and to divert them from matter to spirit so the preliminary processes are the sitting posture meditation spiritual thoughts manipulation of the air which is passing within the body and the gradual situation in trance facing the absolute person the paramatma such mechanical ways of rising to the spiritual platform prescribe some regulative principles of taking bath three times a day fasting as far as possible sitting and concentrating the mind on spiritual matters and thus becoming free from vishaya or the material objectives so this was being practiced by dhritarashtra shri narada deva was just foretelling the way of his spiritual progress in a place which was sanctified by the flow of celestial ganges that is the progress of dhritarashtra is explained here drinking water only without solid food and it is also considered as fasting so this is all necessary for advancement of spiritual knowledge a man who has no control over his tongue at first can hardly become a yogi so yogi and bhogi are two opposite terms so bhogi or the merry man is like who eats and drinks and cannot be a yogi for a yogi is never allowed to drink and eat unrestrictedly so we may note that how dhritarashtra began his yoga system by drinking water only and sitting calmly in a place uh, with a spiritual atmosphere deeply absorbed in the thoughts of lord hari text 54 jitasano jitashwasah pratyakrat sat indriyah hari bhavanadvast rajah satvatamomalah so one who has controlled the sitting postures that is the yogic asanas and by the breathing process which is pranayama can turn the senses towards the absolute personality of godhead and thus become immune to the contamination of the modes of material nature namely the that, that is the rajas and the tamas namely and even the sattva so all the three modes one has to get rid of so the preliminary activities of yoga are asana pranayama pratyahara dhyana dharana etc and the final end stage is the samadhi so maharaja dhritarashtra was to attain success in those preliminary actions because he was seated in a sanctified place and was concentrating upon one objective that is hari hari is lord thus all his senses are being engaged in the service of the lord so this process directly helps the devotee to get freedom from the contamination of the three modes of nature so even the highest mode no that is the material of uh, that is material mode of goodness the sattva that is also a cause of a material bondage and what to speak of other qualities namely passion and ignorance so therefore passion and ignorance increase the uh, material propensities of hanging for material enjoyment and a strong sense of lust will provoke the accumulation of wealth and power so one who has conquered these base mentalities and has raised himself to the platform of goodness which is full of knowledge and morality cannot also control the senses namely the eyes tongue nose ear and touch but one who has surrendered himself onto the lotus feet of the lord can transcend all influences of the modes of the material nature and be fixed in the service of the lord so 
तो भक्ति योगा प्रोसेस देफोर डायरेक्टली अप्लाइज दी सेंसेस ऑफ दी लविंग सर्विस टू द लॉर्ड टेक्स्ट 55 विज्ञात्मनी संयोज्य श्रेत्रग्ये प्रविलाप्यतम ब्रह्मण्यात्मानमाधारे घटांबर मिवांबरे दुतराष्ट्रा विल हैव टू अमेल्गमेट हिस प्योर आइडेंटिटी विद दी इंटेलिजेंस and merge into the supreme being with knowledge of his qualitative oneness as a living entity with the supreme brahman being freed from the blocked sky he has to rise to the spiritual sky this is the translation of the shloka so living being by his desiring to lord it over the material world and declining to cooperate with the supreme lord contacts the sum total of the material world namely the mahat tatva and from the mahatatva his false identity with the material world intelligence mind senses everything is developing so this actually covers the spiritual identity so but by yogic process when his pure identity is realized in self realization then one has to revert to the original position by amalgamating the five gross elements and the subtle elements that is the mind and the intelligence into the mahat tatva again and thus getting freed from the clutches of the mahat tatva he has to merge in the existence of the super soul so still it is little complex in other words he has to realize qualitatively that he is non different from the super soul he is a part of the super soul and thus he transcends the material sky by his pure identical intelligence and becomes engaged in the transcendental loving service of the lord so pure devotee of the lord does not live on any planet of the material sky nor does he feel any contact with the material elements his so called material body does not exist and being surcharged with the spiritual current of the lord's identical interest that he is permanently freed from all contaminations of the sum total of the mahat tatva and this is a way many of the mahans have actually lived like ramana maharishi or ramanujam text 56 dhvastamaya gunodarko niruddha karanashayah nivarti thakilahara asthe sthanurivachalah tasyantarayo mai babuhu sanyasthakila karmanah he will have to suspend all actions of senses even from the outside and will have to be impervious to the interaction of the senses which are influenced by the modes of material nature so after renouncing all material duties he must become immovably established beyond all sources of hindrances on the path so dhritarashtra had attained by the yogic process a certain stage of negation of all sorts of material reaction so this effects of material modes of nature draws the victim to desires of enjoying matter but one can escape such false enjoyment by yogic process now every sense is always busy in searching for its food and thus the conditioned soul is assaulted from all sides and he has no chance to become steady in any pursuit isn't it maharaja yudhishthira was advised by narada not to disturb his uncle by attempting to bring him back home 
he was now beyond the attraction of anything material and the material modes of the nature that is gunas have their different modes of activities but above the material modes of nature is a spiritual mode which is absolute text 57 sava adhyatanadrajan paratah panchamehani kalevaram hasyati swam tatcha bhasmi bhavishyati o king he will quit his body most probably on the fifth day from today and his body will turn into ashes he means dhritarashtra narada muni's prophecy prohibited maharaja yudhishthira from going to the place where his uncle was staying because even after quitting the body by his own mystic power dhritarashtra would not be would not be in need of any funeral ceremony narada muni indicated that his body by itself would burn to ashes so the perfection of the yoga system is attained by such mystic power the yogi is able to quit his body by his own choice of time and can attain any planet he desires by turning the present body into ashes by self made fire so this was possible and dhritarashtra had practiced this yogic science he had learned this yogic science so narada muni says that he will not even be needing a funeral so the fifth day from now he will quit his body text 58 dakhyamane nirbhidehe patyuhu patni sahotaje bahi sthitha patim sadvi tabakni manuveshyati so while outside observing her husband who will burn in the fire of mystic power along with his thatched cottage his chaste wife will enter the fire with rapt attention so this is again another prophecy so narada muni says that when dhritarashtra quits his body gandhari also will accompany him by burning herself in the same fire something similar to sati text 59 विदुरस्तु तदाश्चर्यम् निशाम्य कुरुनंदन हर्षशोक युतस्तस्माद् गन्तातीत निषेवकः विदुरा बीइंग अफेक्टेड विद डिलाइट एंड ग्रीफ विल देन लीव दैट प्लेस फॉर सेक्रेट पिलग्रिमेज सो दिस इज द प्रोफेसी ऑफ कोर्स इट वाज ओनली ड्यू टू विदुरा दैट हिज ब्रदर अटेंड द डिसायरेबल गोड ऑफ लाइफ but vidura was therefore glad to learn about it but he was sorry that he could not make his brother turn into a pure devotee so this was all, this was not done by vidura because of dhritarashtra being inimical to pandavas and all the pandavas were devotees of the lord so an offense at the feet of a vaishnava is more dangerous than the offense at the lotus feet of the lord so Uh, if there when there is an abacharam to the bhagavata that is more serious than an abacharam to bhagavan so that's a very important thing that one should remember so one should not uh, uh, dis- be disrespectful to a devotee to a pure devotee because the lord is not happy with it at all the lord will forgive any kind of abacharam which is done towards him but he will never forgive the abacharam which is uh, being done to any of his devotees so one has to be very very cautious about it 
So an offense at the feet of Vaishnava or a devotee is more dangerous than the offense at the lotus feet of the Lord. Let me repeat this again. Vidura was certainly very liberal to bestow mercy upon his brother Dhritarashtra, whose past life was very materialistic. But ultimately, the result of such mercy certainly depended on the will of the Supreme Lord in the present life. Therefore, Dhritarashtra attained liberation only. And after many such liberated states of life, one can attain to the stage of devotional service. So if we are kind of attending to a devotional service in this stage of life, it is a great punya because that actually happens after several liberated states of life. Only then we can achieve this state. So Vidura was certainly very mortified by death of his brother and sister-in-law. And the only remedy to mitigate such lamentation was to go out to pilgrimage. So thus Maharaja Yudhishthira had no chance to call back Vidura also. Who was his only surviving uncle? Text 60. Ityuktvatha ruhat swargam naradaha sahatumburuhu yudhishtaro vachastasya kritva jahachuchaha. So, having spoken thus, the great sage Narada, along with his Veena, ascended into the outer space. Yudhishtra kept his instruction in his heart. And uh, so he was able to get rid of all the lamentations. So Maharaja Yudhishthira was a pious king and therefore he could see Narada Muni occasionally and anyone who decides to see Narada Muni must first be pious and follow his footsteps of Narada Muni. So therefore Yudhishthira kept the instruction of Narada Muni in his heart. So therefore he did not lament for losing his uncle, auntie and Vidura. Thus we end the first canto, 13th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, entitled Dhritarashtra Quits Home. So the next chapter that we are going to be seeing is Disappearance of Lord Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna.